Matt, thanks for coming on Record Talk Listen. It's a different. It's the same yet different. It's the same yet different. It's a slight departure from you. Yeah, for us. For us, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I get to ask all the tough questions today. And I get to be the lawyer that I am and try to not answer any of them, right? <laughs> well, we'll see how long that podcast lasts um, with you not really answering any questions. Yeah, but you did promise me we get to talk about my favorite subject today. Yeah, you, of yeah, course. Exactly. Yes, yeah, so obviously. Course. So, I mean... So, I mean, um, you're a Cumberland native. I am born and raised here. Nice. Um, you're a lawyer. You alluded to that in I, this episode and a lot of our other episodes. I do. I yeah. am. I am. An, I'm a practicing attorney in Cumberland and I'm, I'm actually closing in uh, on my 20th year. Wow. It, it was, I was sworn in December of 2002. So it's Are you going to do anything special? Are you going to throw a party or anything? Absolutely not. No, I'm going to, no? you know what I'm going to do? What? Work. No. Well, that's fitting. Yeah. Yeah. Because it takes work, you know, yeah, to get to 20 years. It, it's um, all I would say about the last 20 years is, um, you know, what a long, strange trip it's been. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess um, for people that don't know, we have a sports podcast together. We do. It's called You Don't Know Jack. You Don't Know Jack. Um, and our friend Jen, our mutual friend Jen Walsh, yep. put us in touch and said, oh, yeah, my friend has a podcast and. And Matt would like to do a podcast. And yeah, um, there was a we were a trio at first. Yes. Our, our our friend Mike Burke was with us mm-hmm. uh, for year one, and uh, it was Mike's idea and thought uh, about he and I doing it, and we f- didn't know what in the heck to do. Yeah, and we uh, it was an interesting it. first conversation. You're like, what do we need to buy? What do we need to do? Yeah, we just didn't we we do nothing, mm-hmm. and uh, and I said I, I have a studio, just come over and yeah, I'll do it for you guys. And and the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah. Right? And so every week we did a pot. We still do a right. podcast. And so right after the first year, Mike stopped uh, uh, with us. And so you and I have begun uh, become a duet. Yes, we have. Um, the yeah. last two seasons. We're, in, we're into season three. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been, it really has been exciting. Um, it was definitely fun during the pandemic. You know, it kept us going. I think all of us going. Yeah. Because it was sort of like we, we knew that we had a standing date, you know, once a week. Yeah. Uh, it, usually Wednesdays. Um and we went through a lot together. I think it, the whole election cycle, the insurrection, yeah. you know, and then also sports. <laughs> right. And and, 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 and I mean, uh, and what we say every week is it's, uh, it's a sports podcast, but not always. It's a Maryland focused podcast, but not always. Mm-hmm. And it's really whatever you and I want to talk about on any given day. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I mean, obviously we, we look at sports, similarly i mean we look at it through through the through a prism of what it is and mm-hmm. it is entertainment yeah but we look at it as, as, as what it means um you know to our to our country and to the world and, and the underlying currents that run into it with with race issues and gender issues mm-hmm. and, and um you know equality issues and um you know and then sometimes we just blatantly talk about those issues yeah. uh, of of you know politics and um um the issues that come with it because that's what we want to talk about. So I guess a great segue is, you know, you come from a very prominent sports family with your father, Jack. Okay. Who the podcast is named That's where we, one, of, yeah, the, that's one of the ideas. One the, of the ideas you know, was, yeah. I mean, it was sort of the, you know, the the play on, you know, someone says, man, you don't know Jack. Right, you know, exactly. And, and But then it was right because of dad. It, it, yeah. yeah. Right. So, I mean, did that, was that something that you, I mean, obviously you grew up with sports in the house. Is that some, I mean... Yeah, I mean, how did that look like when you're when you a lot of screaming at the at the radio or TV? I would imagine. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> no, my dad was um, uh, definitely a sports fan. My mom was a sports fan. Um, 
I always, um, you know, um, both my folks, had, uh, Jack and Janice, both passed away. And, but people always thought, like, you know, I'm, if you know me, I'm, I'm relatively competitive. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's one of the nice things about practicing law. You know, you, it, it plays to that competitiveness. Um, they said, oh, you must have got that from your dad. I said, actually, my, my mother's by far the most competitive member of our family. Um, but, no, so we always enjoyed sports in our house. Um, you know, and, and, again, we just, it was something that we enjoyed watching. We gathered around. Um, we talked about um, I was probably more as a young kid, the more stat obsessed, you know, like okay. I, I definitely, I, I liked following statistics of sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I was probably more in depth in, in, into more multiple sports than, than, you know, my dad. Um, though my dad, everyone thought it was football, you know, my dad probably watched, I mean, the last 30 years of his life, he watched the Orioles probably every day. I mean, yeah, you know, most of those days, my dad just watched the Orioles and it was, uh, it was always interesting, you know, when we lived apart and we, when I lived in Baltimore or Frederick, or even when I lived in Cumberland, a couple of miles away, mm-hmm. maybe watching the Orioles and my phone would ring like multiple times during the game. And I know it's him. And I'm like, are you watching this? I'm like, yes, dad, you know, I'm watching this. <laughs> I can't believe this. I turned it off, you know? And it's like, okay. And then but he calls back two innings later. So you didn't really turn he it didn't off. didn't turn it off. It was an but empty no, threat. No. So it was this constantly running dialogue uh, mm-hmm. about the Orioles and their, uh, trials and tribulations through like the late nineties and the, in the two thousands, yeah. you know, my dad and I, um, certainly, uh, um, in the early 2010s, um, you know, suffered through together and, uh, no, but it's something my, we, we've always, uh, my mom, dad and I, all three of us, um, uh, my brother as well, um, who lives in Baltimore, a sports fan. So no, it was, it's just, uh, it's a tie that binds. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's one of those things that you can, look back at your, you know, that you either root for or against a team based usually on familial bonds. Like, uh, I, my mom is in Ohio state, mm-hmm. the Ohio state O-H-I-L, in Columbus. So of course we don't like Michigan. Right. Do I have a foundation on that? No, yeah. absolutely not. It's just like something that you heard growing up and that's what you continue. Same thing with Maryland and Duke. Right. Although that doesn't apply right. as, yeah, as I mean, much anymore, I mean, but still. But back then, Duke never did anything to me. No, of course um, not. But I was always... Um, but he did something to our basketball Yeah, team. but I was always a... Um, uh, you know, my dad grew up as a Notre Dame fan. You know, mm-hmm. my dad was like, um, like every Irish Catholic, it seems like in America. Yeah. Um, especially of that vintage. Um, you know, my dad, sure. my dad was born in, in um, 1940. So if you're born in that vintage, you were a, a Notre Dame fan. You're definitely paying attention. Um, and, you know, one of the reasons Notre Dame came to prominence on national TV was after John Kennedy died. You know, mm-hmm. it was something for uh, Irish Catholics to feel good about and to rally around. Yeah. Um, and they were proud of it. And, um, you know, my dad was always uh, uh, proud to be a, a Notre Dame fan. He was obviously a Maryland sports fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, right, my brother and, and, and dad and I and, and my mom all were Notre Dame fans because of my dad. Um and Maryland, obviously, just because of the state. And, sure. you know, my dad knew those guys and, you know, knew those coaches and met yeah. those guys. And well, because he was a prominent high school football yeah. coach. He, he, and he was um, had an opportunity to, you know, I mean, my dad coached at Joe Paterno's football camp one year. And, um, um, you know, we coached in Maryland camps. And, and you know, he, so we were just ingrained in that, in that football, um, you know. But Notre Dame was... When the rubber met the road, my dad was probably always most loyal to Notre Dame football. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, you know, and at least in the collegiate level, mm-hmm. uh, my dad was a diehard Colts fan. Um, okay, um, I mean, loved the Colts. Sure, um, you know, gr- grew up with the Colts, went to Colts games. You know, as a in his twenties and thirties, you know, that's what my dad did. So. Nice. 
Was he a Ravens fan later? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, but definitely was all in on the Ravens. So Baltimore um, base. Yep, um, absolutely. Um, you know, he lived in Baltimore um, um, in the early 60s um, after he graduated uh, uh, college and, and went to work in Sparrows Point. And so he lived in Baltimore and, and just... So you fall in love with that. If you live yeah, in Baltimore, you fall yeah. in love with that. And, and the Colts were just so so much part of the of the culture of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that... Um, you know, like my dad's childhood, or my dad's not his childhood, is his 20-something. It reminds me a lot of like what Diner was probably like. Sure. You know, have you ever seen the Barry Levinson Absolutely, classic? I know yeah. you have, but mm-hmm. uh, for those folks who don't know what I'm talking about, Barry Levinson. It's a great um, movie. Um, is very much my dad's vintage and age. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the movies that he's talking about and the era. Um, yeah, and, and so I think that probably speaks to that era sure. um, of what, uh, what my dad's, you know, 20s were like in Baltimore. So... You were you obviously were coached by your father. I'm a, I know this because you and I know each other. Right. But um, how was that for? I mean, I know my mom used to. I mean, this is she was never my coach, but there is always like if your parent is either teaching you or kind of like a, in a volunteer position of power dynamic outside of the home. How is that? How was that right. for you? So my dad was. Not only my football coach, my, I actually had my dad as a teacher in high school. Okay. Um, so it's like ninth all grade. day. You uh, yeah. Escape. In ninth grade, I had my dad as a teacher. Um, oh, so boy. actually the weirdest thing about uh, having him as a teacher is what to call him. Oh, yeah. I never thought about I, that. I didn't yeah. call him Mr. Gilmore. Did you call him dad? No, I'd just be like, hey. Ah, nice. Okay. Um, and his football. Did you ever slip up? No, no. Well, that's good. Um, and, and, Conscious yeah. choice for you. Though. In football, um... You know, he and I, I had the benefit that he coached my brother first. And so I think my dad had sort of, okay. had sort of smoothed that out. And a lot of times, um, now, and, and the difference is also that my dad, my brother was in seventh grade when my dad became the football coach at Allegheny. Okay. I was a much younger kid. I was only in third grade. And so I grew up at the football program. Okay. So I spent, you know, I had been so there, for, there. I had been there for seven or eight years before mm-hmm. I started to play. So mm-hmm. I was just kind of ingrained in the football program because of my dad. I and mean, that's what we did. And, and, you know, I was a manager and, you know, was, did what he, you know, whatever in the hell he told me to do. Water boy. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I probably had a different understanding of the way the football team should work sure. because I, you know, spent so much time with him. Um, but you know, my dad and I would actually be standing side by side sometimes at practice and people would be like, I wonder what the hell they're talking about. And it would be like, listen, don't screw around in the locker room. You can't be the last person out. We got to stop at the market. We got stuff to do. <laughs> and like, so that's like, what he and like, I, we got, Hey, Hey, remind me, we got to get bread at the market. Yeah. would be like, listen, yeah. you know, your, your mother's a ball buster. And if we're not home, you know, and it's, or whatever. And so that's like, my dad and I would have like, my dad and I had a lot of, um, uh, uh, just you know, father and son just conversations. Like normal conversations. Yeah, like we did. We anybody just, would have. Right, and yeah. and interestingly, um, you know, even in in my teens and you know, my dad and I just sort of enjoyed our each other's company. You know, so That's my dad good. and I just yeah, my dad and I were just very comfortable around one another. Um, but my dad never wanted to be my friend. Like he didn't try to be like a buddy. Okay, that wasn't there, it. There's but, definitely a boundary. Yeah, there. but we just um, but my dad and I just had the ability um. You know, even into my, you know, when the time I was in my late 20s or mid late 20s and, mm-hmm. and then into my 30s, you know, my dad and I could be at a bar together and talking to other people and maybe talking to each other. And, you know, but we could be in that, like, I wasn't sitting there like thinking, oh, I can't do this because my dad's there or my dad's like, oh, I'm not going to act like that because he, no, we were just, my dad and I were yeah. just very comfortable in our own skin around each other, if that that's makes good. sense. Yeah, if that makes totally sense. Totally makes sense. And yeah. that's really nice. That, that That's like a solid, sounds like a solid relationship. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, 
I knew exactly where I stood with my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that um, that Jack Gilmore would have uh, walked through the gates of hell for me and looked forward to the trip. Yeah, and and I just um, I knew that my whole life. So my there was no doubt. Life. There was no doubt. There was no weird power dynamic. No, there was no, no there's none of that. So it was, I mean, that's amazing. No, I mean, and there were times like, you know, my dad and I, I mean, we're two Irishmen for God's sakes. And you know, the, the temper, well, not to mention, I can't imagine you as a teenager. No right. Offense, right. But, but it, we're two Irishmen and in our twenties, especially by the time I was in my twenties and thirties, like mm-hmm. my temper would flare and even in my teens, but, and you know, but then it was like, you know, and sometimes it was like, um, you know, there were some times and I would, you know, we'd go back and forth and there were a couple of times I said to him, I said, Hey, I'm doing what you would have done or you would have said 30 years ago. Yeah. Don't forget that. He's and, the old wise right. Irish. But I, but I'm right. But, but I pointed out to him sometimes where he thought I was being more confrontational than I needed to be. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. I'm being exactly as confrontational as I need to be because Jack Gilmore would have done the same thing. Yeah. And when he stopped talking, I, he knew I was right. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, and very rarely sure. did he ever stop talking. But when that happened, he knew I was right. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. He's probably right. Um, so, now that's that's a good skill for you to have because you're a lawyer. Yeah. When did that? When did you be like, oh yeah, maybe I should go to law school? Was that like a always a thing? No. Or was that something you figured out when you were in college? I, I figured or? it out when I was in college. Yeah. Um, I had this. Uh, you know, I I started at College Park and came back mm-hmm. to uh, Frostburg. Yeah. Um, and I was torn between I, I I loved history and I have my undergraduate degrees in history and a minor in political science. And I, I really thought long and hard about pursuing a PhD in history. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you want to be a teacher? I felt like a college professor sure, is what I was sure. sort of interested in. Um, and I just really had a, you know, and I still have a great love of, of history. And and that's from my dad. My dad mm-hmm. was a history teacher, for God's sakes. Um, but yeah, and, and so then I, it's sort of... Um, I had a great advisor, uh, John Wiseman, the late John Wiseman. People from Cumberland would, would know him. Mm. Um, just a longtime professor at Frostburg, and, and, and he certainly suggested the law to me. Um, uh, John Bowman, who ended up being become the provost, uh, was a very influential um, as well. John Ben Backus, a longtime yeah. teacher. Yeah. Um, I was lucky. I had some really great professors and teachers at Frostburg that were encouraging of the law. And mom and dad, um, both, yeah. both my folks were... Um, I mean, come on. Yeah. Your kid comes to you and goes... I want to be a lawyer. Yeah. I You're mean, not going to be like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you should be a teacher. I, I think much to my, <laughs> my, my mother's chagrin, I think, you know, my mom was a nurse for 40 some years. I think my mom always wanted me to be a doctor, but uh, I have a, well, I mean, I have a weak, con- she, knew, she knew I had a weak constitution. So I got as close as I could get. I became a healthcare wow. lawyer. That's good. But well, that's so yeah, it was something, it was, no, I didn't think like at eight, I wanted to be a lawyer. Right. I mean, cause okay. So a perfect example in my family, my cousin Joey is a lawyer he knew that he wanted to be a lawyer from the time I, we were kids. And he would always say, he's like, I'm going to go to undergrad, graduate school, law school, I'm going to be a lawyer, and then I'm going to be the president of the United States. Right. Don't know if the president of the United yeah. States thing is going to happen. However, he did, he knew at a young age. So yeah. you were waffling between a history professor and a, a lawyer. Yeah, and, and I and, and probably though, um, uh, Mike, much like your cousin, I always had an interest in politics. Sure. And so I thought, but I didn't know that I would actually be, like if you would have said to me, 20 couple years ago mm-hmm. in 1999 when I started law school that I would be a practicing attorney for 20 straight years. I'd have been like, there's no way I, I just didn't think I would necessarily practice. Okay. Um, like I have, which I, I look, I, I love what I do, but I just never, that wasn't what I envisioned when I started. But do does it ever get uh, tedious or boring being a lawyer? I mean, imagine you get a lot similar cases, but I know everything's no, different. Uh, y- you know, 
I, look, I have a great job. Um, the, the practice of law that I do, I represent a, a, our local uh, health system here. Um, and I say, you know, every day I have sort of a plan, I have a schedule, like what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And half the times I could just take that schedule and just throw it in the trash. And then I just go do what the day calls for. Sure. Um, but it's rarely boring. It's rarely dull. Um, it's exhausting sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, not physically. It's not like I'm in there uh, toiling in the, in the, no. in, in the, it's a different type mines. of exhaustion. Yeah. But it's, um, no, it's, it's, it's intellectually stimulating. Um, it's, it, it's rarely dull. And, um, Again, I, I, I guess I'm 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 lucky. I, I didn't like I said it wasn't what I mapped out. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know I I've I don't think bad things happen by saying yes to things to opportunities. Yeah. Um, I talked to some young some young students at Frostburg this this spring, and I said, you know, when an opportunity presents, rarely do you regret saying yes. You know, like hey, do you want to try something? No. As opposed to yes. When you say yes, I just think good things didn't happen. I'm not talking about like, hey, do you want to go skydiving without a parachute? No, I mean, it's time to say no. <laughs> no. Um, well, no, but uh, even but if it, even if the oppor- if you say yes to an opportunity and the opportunity does never never doesn't pan out the way you expected, at least you learn something from that opportunity that you can then incorporate someplace else. I would never say saying yes to an op- all, any opportunity coming towards you, whether it's good or bad, you always learn something from right. it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's... Um, like I said, I, I I rarely have I been presented with an opportunity or an option and, and said yes and had regrets. Nice. So, so um, College Park, I, I mean that obviously holds a great place in your heart. But yeah. also Frostburg State University. I mean, you don't you sit on a board? At yeah, I, I sit on the uh, on the um, on the board of the foundation. Nice. Um, and you know, it's it's I've been on it for I guess. I don't know, three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I was invited to join, and um, I'm very proud of that fact. Um, uh, I give them grief because I'm considered one of the young members, and I say that <laughs> when when you're pushing in on 45, man, we got to get younger. Well, um, I don't know. I think 45 is pretty young. Uh, you're, I think you're as old as you feel, and yeah. I, and I certainly don't feel old. But mm. um, no, I I, I think um, a chance to serve um, a place that. Um, that did give me a lot of opportunities, give my brother opportunities, give my dad opportunities. Sure. You know, we all three went there. Um, it's it, a gem it, of a school. It is. It, and um, yeah. And, and I think it has um, a good reputation. I, I think it's, um, it's good value. Um, no, I, I just think, and I, and I do love, I love that opportunity to, you know, to give back to something, you know, what I always try to tell people is that my mom and dad and my family and whatever didn't give me everything, but they gave me every opportunity to succeed. And one of those things was Frostburg. Mm-hmm. And one of the things was College Park. One of the things was University of Baltimore Law School and just any number of things. But, um, you know, when I can sort of pay that back, not mm-hmm. paying it forward, it's really paying it back. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's something that we should do. And, um, you know, um, yeah, I, I just, and I believe in that and I believe in my core. And I, um, one of the things I was just doing this week was um, calling folks and thanking them for their donations to the founded, to different to, chari- yeah, nice. different different scholarships and funds. Nice. I wasn't soliciting money or anything else. And I said, you know, this is really one of the cool parts of my job mm-hmm. uh, being on the foundation board is I get to call and say, hey, Lydia, you know, we really appreciated the, you know, the money you guys donated. It really means a lot. Um, you know, you really impacted the lives of, um, um, students yeah and and it really just you know i'm just here to say as a board member thank you that also puts a face to the to the university foundation as far as you know they're they donate money but it's also nice to hear from you because if they can say oh that's great you know 
I'm glad that our dollars were, if they're earmarked for certain things, went to a scholarship or, you know, I don't know, get a new pool table in the lane center or whatever the case may be. Right. But I mean, there's some people that gave money, you know, where we did emergency relief funds for students during COVID. Yeah. I mean, some people were given, you know, Frostburg's moved to division two. So there's a lot of needs for athletic scholarships. That's right. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, people gave to like the the, the radio, you know, the college radio and, and just all different kinds of and I mean, there's a variety of things that people gave money to that I was calling and thanking them for. Mm-hmm. And it was, I wasn't soliciting. I wasn't saying, Hey, you know, get your checkbook back out. It was just saying, thanks. Yeah. And, um, it's really impactful when you just say, thank you. Yeah. I, I, I love doing that. Like mm-hmm. I really enjoy, uh, you know, my call list, you yeah. know, where it's like, hey, okay, this is my call list, you know, and I get a call list and say, Hey, can you call these folks? And I got one person left. I'm still trying to track that person down, but that's uh, awesome. But I, I, I worked through my call list and, um, no, I, I really like the, I, you know, I, I think that life is, you know, one of the things it's, it's, it's about service. I think it's yeah. about giving back, uh, as I said, and I'm trying to serve, you know, your, whatever your community is and your community doesn't have to be in, in a geographic sense, but serving, um, you know, um, you know, we can continue to, to make references to songs, you know, Bob Dylan famously said, you know, we all got to serve somebody. That's and, so true. And I try to serve, you know, my community, my well, neighbors, you do. My I friends. mean, you do it, you do it, you do. Um, you do the Frostburg State thing, and then you're also on the food bank board. Yeah, the um, Western Maryland Food Bank. The Western Maryland Food Bank is um, absolutely For near food near, insecurity. Yeah, yeah, near near and dear to my heart. Um, I'm so you know I've been on the food bank board. I, I guess it's going in on six years, seven years, um, and it's so near and dear to my heart um, because. Uh, I mean, it's just, you know, I take it for granted mm-hmm. that, you know, I have now you might come to my house and be like, Judas Priest, you have nothing in your refrigerator. Do you have mustard in your fridge? Y- yes, I do. But and I don't have like, soup, like, you go the typical, like I got, I got, uh, condiments. Right. But like, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm the kind of guy that goes to the market every day. Okay. Okay. But I can go to the, but That's I can actually af- much more efficient. Right. But I can afford to go to the market every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, but there's some folks, you know, when they go home and there's nothing in the cupboard and, and it's just like. And then it really gets uh, emotional for me when, and, and I think about my mom and dad were, were passionate about this too, you know, is about kids and yeah. it's about, um, and one of the things that the the food bank does, it's called the Bagman program. And we send, uh, we have relationships with a lot of like elementary, middle schools yeah. and we send food home with kids on the weekend so they can eat uh, on the weekend. Yeah. Because I, I would say like pretty much. All I, we have like one of the highest things where it's a subsidized food program throughout the school year, and then also the backpack program during the summer, which is really amazing that you know, kids can come in and get. Yep, it's the it's the same concept. Is it the same concept? Yeah. Um, Good. I mean, I mean, it's it's like uh, it's sad as a society that we have to do that because we, our food insecurity is so extreme right. that you know this is the instance that we you you have to have programs like this. But I'm glad that the food bank exists. Yeah. So at least it's sort of a um, can can stabilize certain people and, and their food insecurity. And, and so many well-intentioned folks um, on the food bank and, and just really, truly doing yeah. the Lord's work. And, and um, you know, but I, I sit there and, and think, um, you know, I, I try to remind my daughter, I have a 16-year-old, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and gets excited about a snow day. And, I, and you know, I, and, I, and I understand, I remember being a kid, but sure. I'll also point out to her and say, hey, remember, on snow days, that means certain kids aren't going to eat today. Yeah. Um, and you know, and I sit there and think like, you know, uh, as Rory is a great student, but you know, doing pre-calc and stuff. And I said, can you imagine trying to do pre-calc when you haven't anything to eat? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think those are important lessons to bring up too, because 
it's not her fault that she wouldn't think about that immediately. No. But the uh, thing is, is it's good as a parent to say like, look, sometimes you got to take a step back and look at how privileged you are, even in the simplest things, which is just food. Yeah. And, and I just think also in the, in, in, in we're, in, we're sitting in, in Maryland, which is one of the richest states in the union. Mm-hmm. Um, we're sitting in the United States, which is, you know, one of the most powerful and wealthy nations in the history of time Yep, that we have folks that, that don't eat. have, that don't, don't have enough to eat is just, you know, it's, it's not political to me. It's not about Democrat or Republican or independents or whatever. The, they're all hungry. And, and, and I don't care if you're black or brown or white or yellow or purple or, or man or woman or how you identify. Sure. Or, or It's just, man, we got to, you know, it, it's just. Well, um, as you think about it, the great commonality for humankind is food. Yeah. And it's the thing that connects a lot of people, um, whether it's during the holiday season, which is coming up. Or it's just a way to kind of get a baseline of commonality at yeah. a table is the, the sharing of food. It's a it's a basic principle. Yeah, and when, you, when I think when you share a meal with someone, it is a different relationship. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. So I feel like, and also it's sort of you know your uh, whatever you're cooking for somebody. Usually, not eating out at a restaurant. Right. It's different. But like if you're preparing food for somebody, there's a level of respect and love that goes into that, and you want them to enjoy it. And it's when that basic comfort doesn't come because you can't provide that that's like a super stressor on the family and the and kids and it's sort of this underlying condition that is a constant rather than it being a joyous occasion it's always kind of stressful so you know what you're doing is providing stability for a lot of people yeah and and i think we're you know and it's just again it's that safety net it's knowing Mm -hmm. that someone's there and you know it's just i mean folks are um i mean generally look folks 95% 95% of them trying to do the right thing. And yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's hard. It's, uh, you know, uh, I've been fortunate. I've been blessed. Um, I had good things happen to me and had good opportunities to take advantage of them. But I also sit there and say, you know, um, you know, but for the grace of God, go I, you know, mm-hmm. as it could be me, it could be, you know, just as easy and, and, and you never know. Um, um, so yeah. So I, I, I think that's where, what the food bank means as much to me as it does. Yeah. And it's important. And it's and if you have a food bank or a food pantry in your your uh, neighborhood or wherever you're living, you know, uh, donate some funds. Yeah. Or if you've got food, that's fine. But funds are probably the a funds bit, are you know they, they get what they need. And, yeah. and, and but you know, and, and by the way, if if you do, there's no shame in having to go to a food bank. No, and there's if you no, need it, utilize it. Yes, that's what correct. It's there yeah, for. I mean that's, that's absolutely it's there mm-hmm. for that. It's there to serve. Yeah. Um, and then you know what? When your fortunes turn around, don't forget. And then That's you know, exactly then right. give back when you're able to. Yeah. And, and maybe it's giving back with money. Maybe it's giving back with your time. Maybe yeah. it's giving back with telling somebody else, right. "Hey, the food bank's available. There's a food pantry." You know, that's paying it back. Absolutely. Um, it doesn't have to be with money or even time. It's it's helping the next person. Right. Um. Well. I mean, you you do that, and then you have, in honor of your father, you have a sports scholarship. I do. Yeah. I have a we have a scholarship that we give at Frostburg State. Um, um, Is it a football scholarship? Yeah, we give a football scholarship. It's actually it's my it's called the Gilmore Family Scholarship. But okay. it's, it's in honor of my mom and dad, mm-hmm. and that goes to an athlete that plays football at Frostburg. Um, and then we also give an award um, in high school football. It's named after my dad, uh, the Gilmore Award for the outstanding lineman in the area. Nice. Um, and and then we also have an art. <laughs> I do an art scholarship at the Gilchrist. Um, yeah. It's named after my mom. 
um, that my law firm is the primary sponsor of um, to help bring arts to underprivileged kids. Yeah. Um, and, and exposure to arts. Uh, yeah. You know, my mom grew up in George's Creek. Uh, I've been Lona Coning. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, and, and what you learn in, in when your family's from George's Creek is that even when life's good, life's hard, mm-hmm. um, and things were tough. Uh, my mom was raised by a, a single mom, a very tough, hard woman who just passed away at 98 plus this yeah. year. Um, and you know, the things were all, we're snug, you know, and, um, we're talking about food insecurity. You know, the, 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 the day before payday was, uh, you know, it was, uh, my grandmother made sure it met, but it it was tight, you know? And, uh, um, and so we thought, you know, uh, in honor of my mom, um, you know, to bring arts to the disadvantaged, uh, to make sure kids know that there's something beautiful out there in the world. Sure. And, um, look, reading and writing and, and, and math and science has its place, but so do the arts. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, the arts are um, extremely important, whether it's music or, yeah. or actual artists. arts or, you know, and so, um, again, I, I think it's that, it's that legacy of, of trying to serve and, and, and I'm trying, my family is trying to, to make our community a better place because that's what my mom and dad did for so long is try to make the community a better place. And so I'm trying to remember them. Um, and, and so many other people have helped me try to remember them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and that's why, you know, we, with the lineman of the year or the, or the football scholarship or the yeah. art scholarship or whatever the case might be. Um, you know, that's what we've, we've sort of done. And it's, um, it's been an interesting five years. Uh, um, you know, I think they're, uh, I, you know, I, I hope uh, people still remember them fondly. And um, listen, uh, I never had the privilege of meeting either of your parents, but I know you and you do pretty incredible things. And, you know, that might not come across on the, uh, no, <laughs> not, 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 not maybe, maybe people don't know, but now they do. They have no excuse. But, you know, they raised you. So they had to be well, pretty spectacular people. They were. Um, my mom and dad, uh, very different in the way that they gave. Uh, but, you know, my mom was always there to, you know, it was never an inconvenience. Someone was sick. My mom was there to help. Uh, yeah. My mom was a nurse, always nursing and never inconvenience to my mom. My mom could always run, get something, do something. Sure. Um, now let me ask you a question. When you hurt yourself, did, um, so Tim's mom, my husband, Tim, she was a nurse uh-huh. and she goes, well, don't make any plans after Friday. <laughs> you know, so if he got hurt, he right. was like, are you really hurt? Right. <laughs> like, do we have to go to the hospital or? Uh, yeah. My mom was pretty tough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was lucky. I really didn't get hurt very much. Um, That's you know, good. football, I got I was beat up a lot, just sure. sort of those nagging kind of injuries. Uh, um, but I, I could remember my mom would occasionally give me like a shot for like poison ivy. I was fairly mm. and I swear she like wound up. I mean, it was like I was like, "What do you have a railroad spike?" You know, uh, <laughs> you know, she had all all, all the bedside <laughs> manner of Nurse Ratchet. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, but no, my mom was uh, my mom was a very um, just a always there to lend a hand you know sure. my mom was always that was just sort of her like my mom couldn't come to my house and not like if she got home to my house before i did mm-hmm. undoubtedly she's gonna run the vacuum and she was going to like do the dishes or something yeah just yeah. it was just like uh there was the ocd coming out in her but uh <laughs> uh no it was just like um yeah she just couldn't um she couldn't help herself. She couldn't help herself. Yeah. No, no, no. And, and oh, I saw you were running low on that. I just picked that up. You sure. know what I mean? Um, She's a mom. Yeah. But my mom and I always joked like, my mom and I used to be like, hey, give me that and I'll give you back the money. And then so we finally oh realized we just stopped passing money back and forth because we were just always would be like, I'd be on the way of like, you need anything? I'm like, yeah, I need this, 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 and this. So I just stop. And sure. she just do it. So my mom and I had a. I think, the, I think, that's, a, I think that's a habit with yeah. most parents. Like I do that now with my parents. Right. My mom's like, let me pay you for this. I'm right. like, what are you talking about? Right. Like how many. 
Right. How many loaves of bread did you get me right. when I was growing? Like, I think we're good. Like, right. it's okay. Exactly. No. No. If I, I mean, if I, if my mom said, "Hey, you need to get that five hundred dollars," my mom's gonna give me the money. You know, but pick something up. But yeah. Anyway, I mean, of but course. no. But you know, but no. I mean, my mom and I, um, we had a different relationship than I had with my dad, but I still had a very good relationship. I was, you know, again, I'm, I was very fortunate to have um, two very, very kind parents um people would always think that they were kind again this is their exterior uh, oh yeah of personality. course of um, course but no they were very kind to me um and they and i i always knew how important i was that's good and, and um you know i i guess what i said about my dad um was um one of the things that in the you think about when you become a father when you have a father just like i'm sure if you're a mother you think about how your mother did mm-hmm. um is uh, you know one of the comments I said about my dad is he set the bar really high you yeah. know and um I don't know if I if I can meet his standard, but I certainly try. And I think my brother does too. He has a couple kids as well. So um, I think no. you're doing a pretty good, pretty bang up job there. Well, we we, we I certainly try. Yeah, and, and I have a, um, you know, um, yeah. It's I have a great kid, and I'm very fortunate. You do. You have an excellent child. Yeah. She's fantastic. Um, so I guess my next question is, are we going for season four for You Don't Know Jack? Yeah, as far as I know, I mean, you know, it's uh, season three is off and running. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know where the landing spot is or isn't or where it comes in. I, I guess until we get sick of doing it. I think I, instead, if it stops becoming a fun thing, yeah. I guess we stop doing it. But. Yeah. I, I can't imagine season, I can't imagine You Don't Know Jack coming to a conclusion before the election of 2024. No, I don't either. Because I, I think we're we're heavily into that. Yeah, sure. it'll be, it'll have to be a commentary on that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, but I think uh, you know, I think you don't know Jack continues to evolve. Yeah. Um, I think it's um, yeah, it's just an evolutionary process, and that's the great thing about podcasts. Yeah. You know, it's um, you know, I I, I never thought um, I, I would be a podcaster, and I guess I am a podcaster. You are, but you don't. Know, here's a fun fact for all of you listeners: <laughs> he's never listened to any of his. Podcasts. I, I have never listened to any of my. So podcasts. he he has no idea what he actually sounds like. Correct. I could be editing it all sorts of ways. Correct. I could be. You, you know, put, you put a lot of trust in me. Yeah, I could be saying, you know, you got a hate speech just pouring out of my <laughs> mouth, you know. Um, no, um, no I've, I've never listened. I, I feel like I lived through it, and so I've never listened to it. That's ever. good. I might have to listen to this, though. I don't know. I think you should. I think I you don't should. know. You have to, that might be, uh, I don't know. I, I'll have to see about that. you have to see if you can stand the sound yeah. of your own voice. I know. It's, it's, it's weird. <laughs> I mean, I've heard my own voice, and I'm thinking, God, it doesn't sound like me. Well, it is. I, apparently, <laughs> I, I understand that. You know, because I've done some TV, I've done radio and stuff, yeah. and I've heard my voice. And I'm like, God, do I sound like that? Yeah, you do. You absolutely do. Yeah. Uh, I think it's great. I'm really privileged to have met you. And I, I, and I really could not imagine a week not talking to you. I know. So. Uh, well, we talk a lot. That's what we do. Yeah. Even we're not on a podcast. There's a lot of text coming back and forth. Absolutely. You know, we check in on each other. Yeah. I think it's good. So we've, uh, we have Jen Walsh, I think, for a really fantastic friendship. So I, And it, it is that. Like, it, yeah. you're right. With or without the podcast, Lydia, you and I will always be friends. Absolutely. Yeah, we're very fortunate in that. And so, yeah, a shout out to our, our, our dear friend, Jen. Yeah. Um, you know, she's, she's a good egg. She is a good egg. Yeah. yeah. Well, has good taste in music. She does. Yeah, yeah right, she does. Right? Absolutely. Exactly. Well, thanks for coming on my podcast. I uh, appreciate it. Hey, thanks for letting me come on your podcast <laughs> and talk about my favorite subject. <laughs> you. I know. Exactly. <laughs> thanks, Matt. Thanks, Lydia. For more information on what you've heard on today's show, please check out our website. That's recordtalklisten.com. There you'll find all of our previous 
episodes that you listen to for free. And we encourage you to subscribe, like, rate, review, share with your friends um, on the podcast on any of the multiple platforms that you can listen to podcasts. We are on all of them. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, we're everywhere. So just go ahead and, and type in Record Talk Listen and just hit subscribe for us. That would be awesome. If you liked what you heard on today's show and you're like, man, these guys are great. They got good chemistry. I really like what they have to say. I wonder what they talk about. And you don't know Jack. Well, you can also subscribe to that podcast. There are two full seasons and we just kicked off season three a few weeks ago. So go ahead and subscribe there. Listen, like, share all the same things. Um, we'd love to see you. And you can listen to me twice a week. Isn't that fun? This has been another episode of Record Talk Listen, where I hit record, people talk, and hopefully you listen. Until next time, thank you so much.